tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. He joins us live here on our big program. Now, um, Bob, give us a little bit on your background, my friend. Sure. Well, there's a lot to talk about, but I'll, I'll try to make it brief. So uh, the main thing I do is software forensics. I invented the field, and that has to do with after uh, – Intellectual property is stolen, high-tech intellectual property, typically software, sometimes hardware. Uh, you know, and there's some kind of litigation to prove who stole what from whom. They'll use the tools that I created and the company I started to come in, and I usually testify about it in court to determine, uh, to determine the truth. Fantastic. We've got Bob Zeebman with us today. He joins us live to kick off our iHeartRadio and AMFM 247.com broadcast. And uh, Bob has a wealth of information and incredible background. He joins us today here on our program. Uh, if you miss any of our interviews throughout the day, you can hear them at JiggyCheckWire.com. Go over to J-I-G-G-Y-J-E-G-Y-R.com. Facebook, Google, Twitter, and other tech companies uh, have been uh, in Washington, and they have been uh, before Senate Intelligence Committees, and uh, lawmakers are set to start a tech industry hearings. Um, tell us a little bit about some of these hearings and why they are important. Well, I think they're important because people are trying to figure out what to do about privacy and security and how to balance them. You know, there have been a lot of cases recently about how much how much can we trade off one for the other. There was uh, a couple years ago the Apple, the issue with the uh, terrorists in San Bernardino, for example. The government wanted to get into the terrorist phones, and Apple didn't want to let them in. There was a lot of hyperbole, a lot of exaggeration, particularly on Apple's part. But the other thing that's happening is people are getting concerned about how their data is being used. And the companies need that data because they, they sell it to make money. Uh, nobody should be surprised at that because you can target advertising. People might not get your data, but they'll know what you search for, what you like, what products you buy, and they'll try to sell you other stuff. Now, people are getting uncomfortable with that. And in Europe, they just passed a, uh, a law that protects people's privacy, but it would also hurt the main, the high-tech businesses. So the high-tech businesses here, they're trying to go to Congress. They're eager to go to Congress and say, look, we want privacy, but we don't want the kind of restrictions that Europe is trying to put on us. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Bob Ziedman is uh, our guest today here on Skype Audio. And uh, so these these hearings that are taking place, uh, Facebook, Google, Twitter, other tech companies are appearing before Senate Intelligence Committees. And uh, we've got a Silicon Valley tech expert, Bob Ziedman, with us today. He's the author of Good Intentions, and he's with us today here on our broadcast. Now, the lawmakers are going to start a series of hearings delving into many of the concerns. The hearings will likely highlight the industry's political troubles and point to practices that might be addressed in uh, legislation or executive action in the months and years ahead. Uh, give us your thoughts and feelings on that. Bob. Yeah, so my thoughts on that is, 
you know, the, the amount of information that these companies have about us is frightening or yeah, concerning. Maybe concerning is a better word because they know a lot about us. They know what we like. I, I understand their need to do that, but, you know, how do I protect myself? There's certain things I don't want anyone to know. I certainly don't want these big corporations to know. And everybody's got information like that. So, uh, but the other thing is that they're also directing us to content that they think we want. And so they'll look at our preferences and they'll direct us there and they'll say, you want to hear from this person and you want to hear from that person. But in addition to that, we're not even aware that they're guiding us away from other content that we might want, but they've decided either that we, their algorithms have decided we don't want it, or maybe some people at the companies, and this is the biggest issue right now, some people at these companies are saying, well, this is bad for people. Even, even if they want to hear it, uh, we're not going to give it to them. So that's where, especially conservative viewpoints, there's a lot of viewpoints, but in particular conservative ones, are being blocked. And so, you know, if you want to hear it, Google and Facebook, the people who, uh, you know, control the content, what content gets to you are saying, well, this is not good for you, so we're not going to let you see it or hear it. Or if you do see it or hear it, you're going to have to jump through hoops to get to it. We've got a, a great guest with us today. Bob Ziedman joins us. Facebook, Google, Twitter, and other tech companies are appearing before ten- Senate Intelligence Committees, and uh, lawmakers are set to start uh, a set of uh, tech industry hearings. And we've got the author of Good Intentions with us today, Bob Ziedman. He's a Silicon Valley tech expert. And uh, the hearings before the Senate Intelligence Committee are expected to include Facebook Incorporated's COO, Sheryl Sandberg, Twitter, uh, Jack Dorsey spoke, and uh, representatives of of Google, and uh, also later in the day, the House uh, Commerce Committee will examine Mr. Dorsey, whose platform has been the focus of many Republicans' ire. Now, uh, what did you think of the way they handled uh, Facebook and Twitter when they appeared? Uh, how Congress handled them? Yes, yes. You know, it, it's it's frustrating for me because I think that, and I think people realize this, it tends to become political speech-making. I'm not sure that these hearings accomplish a whole lot, especially with uh, with elections coming up. Everybody wants to get their voice in and make sure that their constituents know that they're out there working for them, but I don't think that's where the real work gets done. Uh, you know, and also, I think that with the heads of these Silicon Valley companies, first of all, Google, uh, at the last hearing, Google didn't even send anybody. And that they, was going to be my next question that I had for you. <laughs> What 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 you know, what did what did you make of uh, the fact that Google just basically said, "Nope, we're going to set this one out." Yeah, I don't know. It's strange. You know, I know that they don't like the current administration uh, generally. They, um, I, I don't know I, what they think of Congress. It just seems like bad PR. It almost seems like it's saying, you know, we're so big that we don't care about Congress, which is yeah. dangerous because, like Congress or not, they can make rules to restrict what you do, and. You know, right now, the, the law that was just passed in Europe is called the General Data Protection Regulation, the GDPR, and that's pretty restrictive. I mean, it's basically, you know, if I go to Google or Facebook and I say I want stuff removed, I'm not even sure you can implement it because there's, you know, Google doesn't have, have control over all these sites. They just present all these sites. And so I don't know, you know, how Google is going to handle that or Facebook. It's a, a huge effort, but if they don't show up in front of Congress, Congress could make the same kind of restrictions, and then they won't have any choice but to uh, comply with them. 
We've so got, I don't know. But yes. I think that, you know, I think that Facebook, you know, I haven't seen Sheryl Sandberg talk in front of Congress. Uh, I know she's an eloquent speaker. I don't know what she's going to say. Mark Zuckerberg, I think he's really trying to do his best. And, but, you know, part of it is he lives in the Silicon Valley bubble where a lot of the executives here think that, you know, right-wing uh, ideologies are just bad for people, so we've got to protect them. And they don't realize that, you know, half the United States appreciates these right-wing ideologies. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast, Boulder to Boulder, on TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. Bob Ziedman with us today. Facebook, Google, Twitter, and other tech companies have been appearing before Senate Intelligence Committees, and uh, we have got Bob Ziedman with us today. Check out ZiedmanConsulting.com. That's ZiedmanConsulting.com. That's Z-E-I-D-M-A-N Consulting.com. And Good Intentions is the latest from Bob Ziedman. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Good Intentions. It's a a heck of a book. Um, Tell us the writing process with this book. (laughs) Yeah, writing is interesting. So, you know, I've been writing for a few years, and I, I, unlike some authors, uh, I map everything out in the beginning. I take time off, typically, and write the book, and then I put it aside, and then later on I uh, tear it apart and tear out the bad stuff and try to substitute good stuff. In Good Intentions, which you mentioned, uh, basically, because of the 2012 election, uh, I was just concerned about the election and thought, I want to write a book that people can enjoy, but will also have some political meaning to it. And I had just finished reading Anne Rand's Atlas Shrugged, and I thought, well, this has got a lot of great stuff in it, but it is so long and so preachy, and I didn't find it exciting. I thought it interesting, you know, intellectually interesting, but not, you know, it's like, where's the adventure? Where's the, I mean, they had it, but I didn't go for it. So I thought, what if I create a book like that, but it's fun to read, and people don't get the message until the very end, or they get it slowly, but, you know, they can read it as a fun adventure book, and maybe they have to think about it to get the message, as opposed to beating you over the head with it, like I think Atlas Shrugged does. We've got Bob Zeebman with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, coast to coast, border to border. He has good intentions. It is the latest from him, and he joins us today here on our big broadcast. And um, so, why did you decide to write this book? What were some of your goals with the book? Well, you know, the, as you know, I'm I tend to be a right leaning conservative person, and uh, I felt that Barack Obama was putting government in control of things that we should be in control of individually. And I believe in individual liberties. I believe in free markets. I believe in smaller government. And I wanted to write a book that people would read. But, you know, what I'm proud of in that book, to warn people about government taking over everything, uh, that it's not a good thing. And what I'm proud of is my libertarian friends love the book. My conservative friends like it a lot. And my liberal friends, they like the book a lot, too, even though they, they either don't get the, you know, the point. Most of them get the point and say, look, I don't agree with the philosophy, but it's a really fun book to read. So that was exactly what I wanted, something for everybody that at least gets people thinking about these ideas of, you know, do we want big government? Do we want government to take care of everything? Do we want political correctness to go, go rampant? Things like that. 
We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Bob Ziedman joins us here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast and Boulder to Boulder. He has a fantastic brand new book, Good Intentions. He joins us today here in our broadcast. Check out ZiedmanConsulting.com. That's ZiedmanConsulting.com. And uh, the the book is uh, well presented. Uh, you, you put a lot of time and effort into this book. Um, what kind of reactions have been getting to the book so far? Well, you know, generally really good ones. Well, let me let me put it this way. Um, again, from people who have read it, you know, if you go to Amazon, there's a huge number of great reviews. And, and I know I can vouch that they're all honest as far as I can tell. Um, you know, the initial reviews from some book reviewers, I have to tell you, were not as positive. But one of them I was able to get changed because the person, basically, the reviewers said, well, I like the book, but... The sub, you know, started arguing with, with me about the politics of it. So I gave it a bad review because the politics are wrong. And I went back to the company that reviewed it. You know, I paid for this review, and it was an honest review, obviously. But I said, look, you can't give it a low rating because you disagree with it. The, the rating from, a, you know, the review has got to be, did you like it or not? And the reviewer said that he or she liked it but disagreed with it. So... You know, unfortunately, you get some of that. People are, have a hard time separating the, the viewpoint from the writing style. But the people who agree with the viewpoint love it. The people who just want a good adventure love it, too. So generally, it's been good, and I've been asked to speak about it. It's available on Amazon. You look for good intentions on Amazon by me, Bob Zeidman. Um, you know, and I had a great time writing it. Uh, you know, I, I had this moment... Uh, where I was struggling with the book, where I had this, I thought I had this great book that intellectually made the point that I wanted it to make, but emotionally I feel like I didn't, I didn't do it. You know, a book needs to, a book like this needs to not only be intellectually satisfying, but emotionally satisfying. You've got to really love the, love some character in it and really feel for them and feel, you know, feel pain when they're in danger and feel excited when they succeed. And, I told my wife that I said, there's something missing for my book. We were going on a drive, a long drive, and I said, I'm just going to bounce ideas off of you, and, and, you know, you don't even have to say much. I just need a sounding board. And she said, okay. And so I told her the character, I, you know, I didn't, I, I was afraid people wouldn't connect to the character as soon as we got in the car. And she said, well, why don't you make, have, make the character have a relationship with his dad like you have with, had with your dad. My dad passed away a few years ago. And she said, and, and have a relationship like that, and there could be some tragic event. I won't give it away. But, you know, in, in the first five minutes of our trip, she had solved the problem for me. And I wrote that into the book, and now I'm really proud that you can, you know, from an intellectual point of view, I think it, it does what it's supposed to. But also from an emotional point of view, it's exciting, it's funny, and there's this great relationship in there that's a little bit tragic and sad, but I think um, helps you relate to the main character. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Bob Ziedman is got good intentions. It is a, a fantastic, fantastic read. And he joins us today here on a broadcast. Now, give us the profile of the typical reader who's going to love your book, Bob. Well, I think, again, libertarians seem to love it. But, look, I'm going to be honest. I consider myself libertarian-leaning, and I associate with a lot of libertarians. They just love anything about less government and free markets. So, um, but they really love my book. There's a bunch of people that have been, you know, reading it and promoting it to to their friends. Uh, conservatives, I think, people who are politically conservative will again love it because it's a great, exciting. It's funny, 
it's exciting, and it's got a great message for conservatives. But I'm proud to say that my liberal friends also really like the book, and they've come to me. You can read some of the reviews on Amazon. People say, well, I didn't agree with the, the politics or the ideology, but it sure was a heck of a lot of fun to read. And, and they quote passages to me. One of the best things is when people come up to me and they'll tell me, oh, I love the part of the book where this happens and that happens. And, you know, I nod and smile, but I actually don't remember where that happens. I have to go back to the book and look it up. And it's in there. But I think when you spend, you know, a year writing a book, some of the stuff gets jumbled in your mind, at least in mine. Um, but I'm always flattered when people do that. We've got Bob Zeman with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Well, Bob, I appreciate you making time. Uh, we've just run out of time, my friend, but I appreciate you uh, making time for us today talking about this Google Facebook situation and uh, the book Good Intentions. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Have yourself a wonderful day. There it goes. Bob Ziedman. He joins us live. We're going to take a brief time out. And when we come back, we have got more coming up. It is the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. 